2: from a basement to your headphones barely even know who we are but
0: changing the unknown in a wild time thank you for downloading the Podcast podcastianos now here are your hosts jordan hall and eric wayne welcome back to an off-season episode of the Podcast podcastianos you thought you were rid of us for at least a couple months But here we are, back in your ear holes. I'm Jordan Hall, joined, as always, by Eric Wayne. And Eric, in addition to you and I, um, I am very happy to say that we are joined by Mr. Chris Ayatt, formerly of the Tigers Beat. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Hey, no problem for having me. I'm confused. Is it Podcastianos or is it Podcastalanos?
0: um i think it's however however you particularly want to pronounce it i feel like that's okay. that's what what nick seems to go
2: with
1: this is the first thing we ever talked about in the first episode oh,
2: uh, if i if i had listened i would have known that i'm sorry no never listen <laughs> never listen <laughs> so, so what are you up to these days what i'm up to these days uh i'm uh according to eric are you eric <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. According to Eric. Yeah. According to Eric, on vacation all the time, but um, I'm actually uh, um, managing social media accounts, doing some writing of web content. It's, it, sounds, it sounds boring compared to covering the Tigers, I'm sure, to everybody. But um, mainly I'm, uh, I'm home a lot more hanging out with my family, which is pretty cool. Nice.
0: Now, you, t- cool. you two, I know, go a long way back, correct? How did you guys
2: meet? Oh no, not that far back, and I don't. No. I don't think we claim to know each other at all, really. No, no. Um, I'll let that, that part out. Not that. Not, <laughs> no, go ahead. No, um, I don't know. I don't know, Eric. What? Three, four years?
1: Uh, yeah, we met. Yeah, I think it was a uh, ALCS game or something. Yeah, we saw each other. Uh, That's yeah. not true.
2: Um, From across the room. You, I. I I don't know. Like a, we knew each other on Twitter, and then you were yeah. at a game yeah. in a suite, and I wandered over yeah. and said, Hey. That's right.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, yeah, we've bantered some back and forth. Yeah, for quite some time. So. Yeah. So
0: any uh, podcasting breakthroughs since the spat- sabbatical started, Eric?
1: <sighs> no. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I just, uh, I almost have to get. Uh, uh on my microphone here because i'm i'm so scared about you know uh this this sell off that's that's happening so i don't know i i haven't been sleeping i've been i've been waking up at nights and wondering what th- the crazy cuban Al-Avila is doing and I, you know it's just oh it's been so restless
0: yeah, let's, let's get to that in just a second. Let's do the part where we <laughs> tell everyone where to, where to find <laughs> us. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com or on the Twitter. I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at podcastianos. Chris, what is your Twitter?
2: My Twitter is still Chris underscore Ayat. Um, you can also find me at Twitter, Twitter.com slash, well, I don't know what it is. It's at socialsND. You can also find me on Facebook with that same thing. And you can find a website, uh, social. Dot, sorry, I'm screwing this up. Social-sound.com is the name of my new uh, social media company. So you can find me there too. Sounds hot. If, if you want to find me, uh,
1: social-sound.com.
2: Oh, social com. <sighs> the name of the company is socialsound.com, but we had to have a dash in there. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. I'm tracking with you.
0: Of course, I am on the Instagram at Jordinho, J-O-R-D-I-N-H-O-4. <laughs> And we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes.
1: Yeah. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, us.
0: Um, so last time Eric and I left you, we were all set to take some time off, not to think about the Tigers for a while, uh, focus on our soccer teams that are definitely both playing in the Premier League.
1: <clears throat> Laugh it up.
0: <laughs> and what, about this time last week, we got a bomb dropped on, on all of us?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was a bomb so much as a um a suggestion, a suggestion that uh our time might be up. And so we had to get Chris on here and talk about if if we should be hitting the panic button and, you know, not renewing our season tickets or what's going on.
2: It's funny that you talk about losing sleep and being all stressed out about this cuz this doesn't, doesn't really stress me out at all. <laughs> <Stop>. um, <laughs> Uh, I well I I've, I've never I've, I've never really had a, I've never had a rooting interest in the team. Um I was just covering <laughs> it. So it really really doesn't phase me the same way as it phases you guys apparently. But um I it's it's an interesting development. It seemed like if it was going to come, you know, n- you know a year from now would be a more natural time to do it. But um you know, I I I don't know who's who's pushing it, whose idea it is necessarily. I'm certainly not a reporter anymore, so I don't talk to anybody. So don't be quoting me on that. Um, I have no idea where that's coming from, but I'm assuming Alavilla didn't just go. You know what we should do is trade some guys and trim some payroll. Right. Um, so it's kind of an interesting development, and I think it'll be interesting to uh, to watch during the soft season. Definitely what they do because there's not a whole lot of easy changes. No.
1: Good. Well, that's a recurring theme with Tigers watchers. We're always trying to like discern, you know, who's got their wheel hand on the wheel. Like, mm. it, you know, is it. Is it, uh, you know, is it Chris, is it really the, the GM, you know, and who's playing what and how, who's influencing who and who's got the purse strings. So, you know, it's, it's been a little bit more refreshing with Avila and that he will kind of tell you a little bit more and he hasn't proved to be disingenuous. Not that Dave was disingenuous, but he was, I feel like he played his cards more to the best.
2: Dave right. was Dave was amazingly he had an amazing ability to be vague. Like Dave yes. could talk for five minutes and you'd be like, "That's really interesting," and then you go listen to the audio and you'd be like, "He didn't really say anything." And people would people would fill in the blanks however they wanted to with Dave. Well, you know, he said they their main focus wasn't to go get a number one starter. That doesn't mean he's not going to. Um, and my favorite one has always been you know everybody always if if Dave said we're not going to do something. People would always go, Well, Dave said Prince Fielder wasn't a fit, and then two days later they signed him. So right. Dave's Dave's a liar. And that, that always that always killed me because I mean if you look at it, Dave didn't think Prince Fielder was a fit. And then he basically got a call from ownership to say, you know, sign Prince Fielder. Um so it's it's not that, that's not that he changed his mind in two days or that he's a liar, it's just that things change. But he's very vague. Al is definitely a little more clear on, on his yeah. plans. Um and there's no point in if they're going to make changes like this, there's, I guess there's no real point in being unclear because, you know, people are going to see it when it happens right? Yeah. It's almost
1: like you want to signal ahead and start managing expectations. It's almost wise to not, you know, divulge all your plans. But if you are serious about getting younger and getting, you know, whatever he wants to call it, more athletic, uh, but we're really talking about cheaper, um, you know, maybe you want to send a little signal to people that, oh, you don't you know don't let it catch you by surprise if we move some of these guys or don't renew or don't pick up the option on guys
0: yeah the last thing but, in the world tigers twitter wants is to wake up first thing in the morning and see jd martinez has been traded with no just, with no warning yeah i was
2: just about to say that as an example that's a perfect example if you're going to trade jd martinez in, during this offseason you might just want to let people know ahead of time that it could happen, I guess. So, Ugh.
1: you know, how, what do you make of this? How serious is this? Um, our, my friend and yours, uh, Lynn Henning uh, suggested the number of 30 million that it's going to be cut this year. And I found that startling. I don't know. Hey, you get... I,
2: how many times should I preface that? I don't have any contact really with, yeah, with anybody from I... my former job. And actually I do talk to people every once in a while. Um, but I, I I don't know. Is thirty million conceivable? I mean, in in my mind, if you're going to cut thirty million this offseason, you might as well cut six hundred, eight hundred, whatever. I mean, because the it, it's it's uh, it, it's the I mean, the first thirty are going to hurt a lot. Um, so yeah. after that, it it you know, if you want to go for a total reset, because if you look at it. I mean, uh, as, as as Tigers fans, who who are the guys you two want to get rid of? Like, name two guys with with decent salaries that you'd like to get rid of. You know, I'm uh, assuming maybe Sanchez. Yeah, uh, Sanchez Mark and Pelf- Moe, Victor would Pelfrey, be. A... Uh, you know, but but
1: then you got those guys you can't move, right?
2: Well, Sanchez is going to be, I would think, would be really tough to move without eating a bunch of that money. You know, and again. Uh, Somebody somebody would take Pelfrey because it's only a year and you might have to eat some of it. But I mean, he's, yep. a, he's a he's a guy who could be a starter for somebody, and and, and he's not undealable because he doesn't have a seven hundred year contract. Um, but 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 the whole the whole option for for Upton puts them in a tough spot for JD Martinez because if they want to keep JD Martinez long term, maybe they do, but they're not going to know whether they're keeping Justin Upton long term until after next season. So right. it puts them in a total bind with that. Not to mention the fact that they have they have three outfielders who are out of options and not that those guys are all world beaters, but you got decisions to make on Steven Moya based on what you're going to do with JD Martinez and, or Justin Upton, because I think you got to start carrying. I mean, Moya Collins and ghosts are all out of options if I recall correctly. Right. Um, so are you going to carry all three of those guys? Uh, and if you want to keep Moya for the next five, six years and see what he can actually do, You've got to either suck up and carry them for a year, or, or you've got to deal either Martinez or Upton. Uptons are obviously hard to deal because nobody knows if they're going to have them for for one or forever. Um, right. So they're it's just a really it's really not a good spot to be in at this point. You know, well, another other guy you can trade is Kinsler, but then you're going to start you're going to start Dixon Machado alongside Jose Iglesias next year. I mean, it's I think it's going to be really hard for them to win next year. No matter what they do, but if they start dealing guys who they actually want to keep, then that's that's going to be a major problem.
1: That's why I'm so confused. Why this is the off season? He sent that signal. N- next year would make just so much more sense in my mind. But well, I have a little you, mind.
2: You don't know who's making those decisions, and, and I don't. I don't know who's making those decisions. I could guess, but I don't want. To, I mean, I would never want to. And the other thing is, is if it's a long process, and it, I mean, it's going to be a long, hard process, depending on how much they, you know, what their end game is. You know, I don't know what they're trying to get down to. If they're if they're trying to get down to a, a, a you know, what you would think an AL Central team, you know, might s- want to spend to make money, it, it might take a while to get there. What
0: yeah. if, have have either of you considered like the lot has been made about it being specifically about money, but what if money is just kind of the um, the pill that we have to swallow to be uh, kind of a front for them just not. Feeling great about the guys that we have, and using some of these as excuse, we'll deal the big contract to try and you know bring back a couple kids that we like, Um, and essentially it being more about trying to get younger and leaner, as he says, as opposed to shedding the the contracts.
2: That was too many parts in a question, Eric. I'm
0: I'm not that bright. Eric's used to very long questions like that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, so so your concept here is okay. They think Verlander, for instance, is a huge contract, isn't necessarily going to hold up over the long over the course of the contract that they have with him. He has a really good year and um it's not and so it's not about saving money, but it's about, it's about saving face. It's about by, what you can get
0: for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. So but if some guys, like Victor, you could say that with maybe some other guys, but a guy like J.D. Martinez, well, I mean, are you are you bearish on J.D. Martinez? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Bearish? So is, that, is, that,
0: is that the opposite of bullish?
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Like, you know, it's... What this isn't a stock market podcast. Come on,
2: I was trying to remember which was which. So yeah,
1: that's tomorrow <laughs> night. My bad. Yeah,
2: gotcha. well, yeah. it's. I don't know. I think you got to I think you got to see. I don't know. I think when they make a move, you're going to kind of get a sense, right, about yeah. how how deep it's going to be and where it's going to go. I mean, if they trade, if they trade Pelfrey and shed eight million there, and trade Sanchez and only have to eat a small chunk of that. And I mean, I'll tell you the,
1: the, I, I don't the quickest market, the quickest marker is going to be if they pick up the option on
2: Maben. Well, here's the thing that's gotta be, and again, I'm not paying attention. That's like three days after the world series or something. They have to decide yeah. on that. I, I don't understand. I understand that you just wait until you have to do things to do things, but I can't imagine them not picking up those options. I mean, it, to me, it just seems like you pick up those options. The difference in what the buyouts are and what you would owe those guys. If you pick them up is small enough that it seems like it would be worth picking it up and trading them. Yeah. I and mean, they are yeah. they are viable major league players. It's not right. it, it's not guys that are untradeable. So I, I can't understand. I can't imagine I guess that they right. wouldn't pick up those options even if they wanted to cut that salary and get rid of those guys cuz you know, those guys both could draw something in return.
0: Especially around the deadline. If we if we held on to them to that long. I mean, look what look what Sorias brought back and you know, closers yeah. at the at the deadline are, are mega valuable. Um so we, we, I feel like we got into the two-year plan a little bit. Was was there ever actually a two-year plan, or was that just kind of all in our imaginations, just connecting dots that weren't actually there?
2: I think that everybody that looks at the uh, the spreadsheet on Cots uh, baseball contract <laughs> could see that there was a decision time, you know, after the 2017 season, and I, I don't know if anybody ever verbalized, you know, what that plan was because things change. I mean if anybody said what the plan was a year ago you know they had a different gm or a little more than a year ago i mean a lot of stuff changes so i don't know that anybody ever but but i think if you look at the numbers in the spreadsheet you can tell that there's a there's a reasonable time that if you're going to totally change course whether it's a rebuild a reset a restock a get younger a reload a a, a change which guys you pay a zillion dollars that after next year was clearly the year
1: yeah, I I think the the opt in opt out was, the, I think, the clearest marker of that. But, yeah.
0: Um, so let's let's get out of the realm of what we think they will do and start dishing a little on what we think they should do. Um, Eric, I'll start with you. Are you ready to to call it?
1: You know, I, I, I still think it's one year too early, but I mean, at some point, you look at the real successful teams. Okay, let let me let me take it before I yap too much. Um, what are the su- <laughs> What are the successful teams? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <Before>? <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> are we
0: talking in baseball? I mean, you got you got the Royals, Ugh. the Indians. Okay. All
1: right. anyway. my, my point that I'm eventually trying to make here is <laughs> there is a point at the end of this trail, and that is you need to draft and develop guys good to be good, and we kind of suck at that. Mm. Yes. That's my point. <laughs> so I don't know if you can pin this on this Chad guy or not. I don't know him from Adam. But we kind of suck at drafting. Can we say that?
0: He he's only been around for one year, right? I mean he came Almost. in he came in with, with Avila. Uh,
1: Avila. What, David Chad? Yeah. No, he's he? no, he's been he's around been forever.
2: A he just got promoted up to assistant. Uh, gotcha, GM okay. after, uh when Well
1: maybe somebody work. else will draft then, because we can't draft with poo. <laughs> That's a technical term. Uh, I see. Gosh. Okay. But like look at the cubs they got all these young studs and that started what five or six years ago when they drafted those guys where are our studs that's what i want to know
0: but the cubs were also terrible for a couple of years they had yeah nice draft picks and a couple of the guys they got in a trade i know addison russell came over from oakland um
1: yeah because they moved samarja or whatever yeah the
0: rest the rest of the who who they got in trades are escaping me but um yeah
1: well, I mean, maybe that's the beginning of the road. You tr- start, you you know, you you tighten your belt and you put your big boy underpants on, and you
2: just kind of suck for a while. I guess yeah, to, to be fair, and I wouldn't I, I wouldn't go as far to say anybody drafted like poo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, it, it does help also. I mean, it, it helps to be bad for a while because you're drafting in a higher position. It helps when you're not giving away your first yeah. draft picks for signing free agents and it helps when you're not dealing your your young prospects you know at the deadline to get one more guy every year so i think just from a natural i mean I, I are you I, saying I,
1: having better draft picks actually helps you have better draft
2: it picks? does and not getting rid of those draft picks after you do make them helps as well i just think yeah. If you if you see a transition from a team that's that's trying to win everything this year and spending a ton of money and always looking for that last piece and always dealing those guys if you yep. make that transition from then to what they appear to be now which is yep. you know last year they acquired some guys last year being 2015 they acquired some young pitching at the deadline they're obviously you know holding onto those guys tight and not going to let them go um you know they're not going to go out and sign free agents this offseason which means they will have their first round pick like like I, I just think naturally you're going to see and it'll take time i mean but i think naturally you're going to see more development out of the system just based on that
1: Mm. it's like the life cycle of a butterfly it's the circle of life you need wow and it and it it moves us on yeah (laughs) haven't you, you guys watched lion king lately i watch it every day because i have children
2: I have children, and I don't watch lanking every day. I haven't watched lanking in 10 years. Nice. My kids are either smarter or dumber than yours, Eric. I'm not sure Because they're watching different stuff.
1: So. They have better, better parenting.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate, because I feel like the the response to this has just been like, oh, my gosh, panic from, from Tiger's Twitter. Um, but there, there is actually a little bit of rationale as to why to do it now. Because JD, okay. I mean, you have to assume that right now JD is our best trade piece. Like if we're if we're gonna get you know a lot of bang for our buck, JD's who you, who has to go. He has another year left on his deal. Who you know after we give them give him to someone else, there will be tears obviously, and then he'll have a year with them. You know they can resign him or whatever. You have to assume that we're we're really getting some value there. Kinsler, he has you know two years left on his deal the second which becomes very affordable that makes him super super attractive especially after the year he had um you know if, if we're if we're gonna start trying to restock the system kind of you know through drafting and stuff the, those are two really nice pieces that we can can sell off right now as opposed to you know a year from now we're not gonna have jd and and kinsler will just have the one year left on his deal
1: I think for most fans, it's so hard to deal your known commodities—guys that you've seen and that you love—for guys who you do not know. Um, it's just kind of a painful process. But if you take, um, if you put, try to put concrete examples to it, for instance, now instead of just trading for prospects. We're trading for guys like Fulmer, Norris and Boyd and you see uh guys with a specific skill set that have come to you and now you're not just trading for nobodies. You're like, "Oh, wow, these are guys who can really play." And that makes it a little bit more palatable, I suppose. But I don't know. I'm I'm a uh, a caveman and I just want to, the, the guys that I know.
0: <laughs> I went through and I made a list of, of teams that I thought might be possible landing spots for JD. Um, did you really? I did. I, I, I had, I had a little bit homework, of time.
2: Guys, I didn't do any pre-work. It's I hope you guys good. Uh,
0: I, I came up with the Diamondbacks. <laughs> they obviously would probably be our best trade partner based on what the Braves did to them in the, in the dance, Swanson deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the Astros, they seem to need a, a, a corner outfielder. The Marlins. Um... Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. I,
0: I su- want
2: to jump on that too. <laughs> be
1: <honest>. Are you <laughs> suggesting the Astros trade for JD Martinez? That would
2: be. I don't. Have, that'd fine. I, I, I have no dog in any baseball fight, but I think it would be awesome if the Astros gave up like five guys to get JD Martinez back for one that'd year. That would be. That would be, be, be the best.
1: It'd be poetic. It'd be beautiful. <laughs>
0: And I, I think the Jays, if they don't re-sign uh, Joey Bats, I mean, he he hit a million hope runs in, in Toronto.
1: Yeah. They have good prospects. I don't know any prospects, but... I, I, can't, I, so I, so I didn't get mean, that far into it. No. I, sure, I, I,
2: didn't, I didn't do any homework, so I can't argue with any of that. That sounds all, that all sounds good, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the blind thumbs up. Yep. <laughs> we tr- we trust you, Jordan. Thanks.
0: Um, so, before... Before we go and just trade everyone away, um, I, I think my first thought when I saw the the uh, interview or the press conference with Avila is like, you know, why not make one run at it? Um, I know that this year was kind of disappointing and we were eventually found out, but it didn't feel like we were that far away this year. Um, is this... Yeah. I mean, is it, was this a team that for sure didn't have a World Series in it?
1: Well, uh, I know a guy who before the season kind of <laughs> predicted how many wins that we would have. I missed by a couple. I did
2: predict exactly how many runs they would score. Um, D- you didn't uh, get the win total exactly right? I thought you did. I missed by well, – how many did they win? Uh, 86? 86, yeah. I think I had 84. I, I saw them going into the season. I saw them as a team that was probably going to finish second or third in that division and had the potential to I, I know this sounds stupid. People get mad because they want you to predict exactly how many runs a team's going to score. But I thought they had kind of first or fourth potential in that division. And yeah. I, I know that's vague, but but I mean, in years past they looked like a team that had first or possibly second potential, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I wasn't I wasn't sold on them as a world series contender going into the season. You know, when they started poorly I thought they were a better team than that. When they finished really strong, I didn't I thought didn't think they were that good or had that in them. Um, I mean, I was clearly surprised by, I didn't expect Michael Fulmer to have any sort of impact this season, really meaningful impact at all. Um, So that was, I mean, that, that, that really kind of took me by surprise. And I think, you know, helped them maybe finish a little better than I expected, but hey, could they have, could they have made the playoffs and won the world series? I, I suppose if they didn't do anything this off season, could they next year? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's not a division stocked with teams that are spending a ton of money to try to win. And frankly, I know they've got a team in the World Series again for the third straight year or whatever. But the AL Central, from top to bottom, isn't the strongest division. So I feel like most teams have a chance most seasons. You know, If the Tigers had been in the East starting this season, I think people's expectations would have been a little more skewed and frankly instead of winning 86 games in that division they wouldn't have won that money because the competition's uh a, a lot stronger top to bottom i guess so i answer that question is this is this podcast better than or worse than they usually are oh definitely am i, am I oh is it okay i, I want to make sure i wasn't destroying you <laughs>
0: i mean i think it's only the like, listeners can answer that but i'm, oh, I'm gonna go with better good deal. good deal so um okay so go ahead erica
1: no, I oh. got nothing. Do you have more questions? Oh,
0: I have more questions. Actually, oh, yeah. I mainly, my, primarily just have one more question. Okay, so I'm putting both of you into Avila's uh, seat. How are you approaching mm. the sell-off? Where, where do you start? Um, and then, then where do you go from there?
1: First, I'm enjoying Avila's seat. It's probably a I'm nice s- leather-bound seat, you know, nice casters. Better,
2: I'm smoking better cigars if I'm in Alavila's seat.
1: Yes, sure. all the fanciest whiskeys in the in the tiger club beautiful women are waiting on me and bringing me trays of things
2: you're totally stalling so you don't have to answer this question
0: a few more examples and i'll just i'll just move on
1: uh how would i start with this process I, the first thing i would do is i would put some money with Annibal sanchez and mm-hmm. try to try to exit him yeah um uh i think a team would pay something for him and give him cuz he showed he, he showed some flashes that would be the first thing i would try to do um after that um i would probably trade jd martinez if you're going to do that um because if you're not going to sign him long term you got to you got to uh, extract as much value out of him so that'd probably be one and two i suppose
2: i can't really Argue with that, especially number one. The thing that, uh, two things about the question though: a, I'm unqualified to be in Alavila's seat, and and b, I don't know, I don't have information that Alavila has. Like, I don't know how deep this has to go or, or what his orders are. Or if this is a reset or, or if he's under orders to be, you know, under $100 million at the end, you know, by the start of the 2018 season. You know, it's hard to say what the first step is if you don't know how many, how many you know, bites out of that payroll you have to take. But I think Sanchez is an easy one. But I, I don't know how much of that you're going to have to eat. I, I don't I, – I'm not – I wouldn't be against, you know, looking for a new home for Pelfrey. I'm not sure that f- – you know, I don't know. Do people expect Fulmer and and Boyd and Norris to be like three of the five starters next season? They definitely I,
0: do ex- Twitter definitely expects that. I don't. Uh, know.
2: If... I think that's. I, I I don't know how that's going to turn out. Like, right. I, I think they're talented young pitchers. But I think if those three guys are in your rotation to start the season, and then you have injuries, and you you know you're bringing other guys up, like I think you might want to. Uh, hold up on that a little bit and maybe, you know, maybe going into the season with one of those guys in Toledo right. as the first guy up. I mean, you got to have some depth there too. Um if you go in with, with three of those guys and then, you know, Zimmerman gets hurt again, all of a sudden you got Verlander and, and four, you know, almost rookies. Um, so well, that I'm was, sure That's the route you want to take.
1: Yeah. And that was one of the things Avila said too, is like, we need to get deeper. You know, things come up, we have injuries, and we just got. Uh, he said, you know, there's some talent at the lower levels of the minors, but he's kind of right. The, the, the Tigers have always, or I shouldn't say always, for the, the in recent memory, have not had somebody to go to. It's always been, you know, uh, you look at Toledo and it's like, not a lot of good choices.
2: Well, this is going to put, this is going to put people to absolute sleep, but I'm going to make this point anyway.
1: (laughs) Got my pillow. I'm ready.
2: A few years ago when the Tigers had Verlander, Scherzer, Porcello, like when they had five absolute lockdown, these guys are in the rotation. They're going to make 32 starts a season. Uh, it was it, the Tigers had a hard time getting like getting minor league free agents. Like yeah. if you're a veteran pitcher who who wants to fight for a spot or start the season in AAA with hopes that you can pitch your way into a major league rotation. Did you want to come to the Tigers, or did you want to go somewhere else? So I think that's one way you might see them add some depth to the to the rotation this this off season, Is they might be able to get a guy or two to go start the season in Toledo or or compete for a for, compete for a starting job in spring training and then you know fall back to Toledo or whatever. And that's not sexy, but but it is a difference that they that they will be able to probably incorporate now that, that a few years ago. I mean they couldn't get a they couldn't get a, a, a six year free agent starting pitcher. Who, who had potential to work in the starting rotation to sign with them, you know, three, four years ago. Um, and I think you'll see that change a little bit now. And, again, that's not sexy. But I also, they've added the depth with those young guys. I mean, if they can go into the, ro- the season with one or maybe two of those guys in the rotation, you know, then they've got one guy in the minors or two guys in the minors who can come up and fill that spot. And you've added depth right there. So I think that's yep. going to help no matter what. Um, but beyond Sanchez and, and maybe Pelfrey, I mean, then – I mean, really, beyond Sanchez, it starts to hurt if you're trying to win next year, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think if, you know, we all know what Victor's done for that team, but, you know, if you could spin yourself out of some of that money, you know, then maybe you've got a place to not hide Moya, and not that he replaces Victor, but you could, you know, you could DH him or you could put him in the outfield and DH up once in a while. I mean, there's a lot of things you could do if, if you got rid of that money um, on Victor's contract, but you know, I don't know, how, I don't know how reasonable that is. And, again, you're probably going to hurt your chance to win, you know, no matter what.
1: Yeah, and well, if you – go ahead, Eric. Well, I mean, those guys have some age on them. We even – you know, it was even before this year we talked about um, Kinsler and how, you know, second basemen haven't aged well. Uh, I remember having that conversation and we thought maybe, you know, it's time to move him. Well, he's had another good year. I think his age is offset by just his, his athleticism. Um, On the other end of the athleticism spectrum is Victor, right? The guy can't run. Uh, He's, he's mashed the ball again this year and stayed relatively healthy. Um, Do you try to sell high on him knowing that he is, he's not getting any younger.
2: Yeah. I think he's. I think he's a guy they would would try to move. Um, it gives them flexibility in a lot of different ways if they were to move him. I mean, it, it gives them. It gives them a, a, if they don't have a guy who can only DH, then they can do a lot more with the yeah. lineup. They can rotate guys in, and now if they have a guy who can run they don't have a guy plugging up the bases in the middle of the lineup. If they if they get rid of his contract then that gives them some relief. Like there's, you know, does it help them win in 2017? Probably not. But does right. it give them do, are there benefits to doing so? You know, I I would I would see some for them. Yeah. Right.
1: The thing is to to move him, he's only going to play in the AL. And so there's only four teams that he could go to right and uh I don't so you, you limit your choices there like he's gonna oh, be hard to move but that'd be, yeah I don't know the the Red Sox poppy's retiring right yeah but they still have Pablo
0: Sandoval who if you recall oh, yeah. all he he's, wants to do is take that DH spot
1: that's true he's a little uh he's a little bit of uh a little chubby a little chubby <laughs> nothing wrong with that just saying <laughs>
0: Um so Chris obviously we don't or you don't have the all the information in front of you but Victor's got 2 years at 18 million left on his deal. How much um if someone were to take it what kind of ballpark do you think we'd be looking at that we'd be eating on that?
2: Oh man, I have no idea. Okay. I mean without looking at who we Eric made a good point there. You're limited to a certain number of teams. There's 14 teams in the AL. You know, you're going to lose a, a handful of those because they already have a guy. You're going to lose a handful of those because they don't they're want the payroll. You're going to lose a handful of those cuz they're not going to compete probably next year even with him and you're down to a, a very limited number of teams I think who who could take that. So I I really that's that would be that would be hard to say I think. Okay. But um I mean I think if you're if you have to eat if you have to eat too much of it then you just ride it out another year and Again, it's a weird tightrope to walk to say we're going to cut payroll off a team that won eighty six games, but we're going to try to compete. Like, that's just really that's really hard to do. Um, it's just, Unless there's, I, it, it's, yeah, it's, it, I, people are just going to have to people are just got to play better. Um, that's great management <laughs> by me. Actually, a manager go Coach play better guys, go do better. Um, but really, I mean, you just got to figure over one hundred and sixty two. You know, if they—that's really the only way that they can do it because I—I I don't see any way on paper that they're going to get better this offseason season. I just—I just don't. Not for next year,
1: unless there's some DH teams in like Dubai. You oh, know, there you go. cutter. Yeah. Is anybody checking on this? Like the oil-rich teams who need a designated hitter. You know, it's a dry them. heat. It's fine.
2: I'll get a baseball reference.
0: Could, could send them to yeah. China. They're paying big money. The cutter cutters or something thing. like that.
1: Yeah, cutter cutters. <laughs> All right. What's next, Hall? Uh, so,
0: Chris, I feel like we would be remiss to let you out of here without asking. Not that we're almost – not that this is almost over. You're
1: not, are you throwing me out already? No, no. <laughs> we're, just, no, we're just getting started. Right.
0: Um, do you have any good Donnie Kelly stories that are, that are shareable? Because <laughs> I think that's where all
2: of our minds go first. Do I have any good Don Kelly stories? Uh, do I have any good Don Kelly stories? Any Don Kelly stories the people will have to be the judge whether these are good stories um, i did I crossed paths with Don Kelly in the Skyway in Minneapolis once um and if you're not if you're not familiar with Minneapolis, the skyways like connect the buildings uh you know because it's cold in Minneapolis you don't want to go outside so i I ran into Don Kelly on the Skyway once, and Don is like one of the nicest people on earth um and he uh he didn't see me, and he walked right by me so I continue to text him twice or three times a year to remind him of the time he snubbed me on the Skyway because I, I literally think he feels bad about it. <laughs> and I think it's funny. Um, I, I don't know. I've got one other Don Kelly story also in Minneapolis. Um, a couple of years ago, I don't remember what year it was, and it doesn't matter. They, the Tigers went straight from Lakeland to Minnesota to open the season, which is brilliant. Um, I think they opened the season on like April 1st. So on um, March 31st, somebody's checked my dates. I'm probably wrong. It was March 31st. It was Easter Sunday. We flew from Lakeland to Minneapolis for the season opener. And um, I ate in one of my favorite restaurants in Minneapolis, which is called Hell's Kitchen. Um, It's not the Hell's Kitchen you see on TV. It's a bar. It's been there longer. Um, You should all go have the peanut butter. I know that sounds crazy. The place is amazing. Um, But I'm in Hell's Kitchen on Easter Sunday. And part of the reason I did that is because I thought that was just ironic sure.
0: um, <laughs> well done
2: <laughs> and, and it's not just like it's not just the name of the place like if you go in the bathrooms like there's pictures of little kids on the wall and if you walk like they change to like mm. like satanic looking figures like it's, it's oh, kind so of sp- like
1: it's legitimately spooky or trying to
2: yeah like it's in the basement it's not really spooky but it's it's definitely an interesting place like there's a lot of a lot of tattoos and piercings and they have cool black and white movies on the thing. There's a Johnny cash tribute band that you should all go see. They're amazing. I believe they're called church of cash. Anyway, I'm dragging this story out forever. So I'm eating hell in, in hell's kitchen alone on Easter Sunday. And all of a sudden somebody is in my personal space, like right next to my table. And I'm like, well, this is weird. Who's this going to be? And I turn to my right and there's Don Kelly. He's like, Hey Chris, um, not a whole lot of players tend to track me down and interrupt my meal when I'm on the road, but Don Kelly did. But I, the the reason that this is really ironic is that if you were, if you were going to predict the three players that season to most likely start a Bible study, it would have been the three guys in hell's kitchen eating dinner on Easter Sunday, doing the same thing. <laughs> as right. It, it was uh, uh, Don Kelly, uh, Matt Tui, Asisopo, and Right. Uh, and a left-handed pitcher whose name I cannot remember. He wasn't there very long. It's going to come to me, Darren Downs. Yeah, Darren Downs. Nice. Darren yeah. Downs. So Matt Chiu, Sopo, Darren Downs, and Don Kelly walked into a bar. Um, <laughs> but, but I always find that ironic that that we ran into each other at Hell's Kitchen on Easter Sunday. But no, that's that's, that's, that's all. I got. Sorry, that's all I got. That's no awesome. more. i pretty good. But Don Kelly is. I always argue when people, when people say this is one of my pet peeves and I have like a million of them, um, we could stick you around you. For- oh, seriously. I'm old. I'm an old man. Oh, we should have people- power ranked them. Um, <laughs> one of my I, pet peeves I could says,
1: come up with 10 things that Chris doesn't like easy.
2: One of my pet peeves, you should text them to me and I'll tell you whether you can say them to everybody else. Um, one of the things that drives me crazy is when people say of a professional athlete, he's a better person than he is an athlete because that's <laughs> all right. There are 700 Major League Baseball players in the world-ish, right? 700, uh, 750. What are the chances that any of those 750 people that are playing Major League Baseball are one of the best 750 human beings on (laughs) Earth? There are 7 billion people on Earth. This is impossible. But if somebody was going to make an argument for he's a better human being than he is a baseball player, I I give you Dodd-Kelly because he might have a shot. Um, Um. but that's – that's yeah, that's all I got for Don Kelly. I love He's that all of the that.
0: things we assume of him are actually true. That's so awesome.
2: No, I mean it's hard. I always hate to – people always ask me who are the nice guys, who are the bad guys. And it's really – I got to tell you, it's hard to tell because I, I, we we know those guys. I, I mean I know some of those guys better than others. I've gotten to know some of them better than others over the years. I think I know who's you know decent and who's not. I mean I can tell you definitively a few guys – who aren't good guys <laughs> okay. and we won't go into that, but I can definitively tell you with, without any fear of being wrong. But I mean, I, I, I don't know what these guys do outside on their own time. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when people's real personalities, there are some guys I think who put, who who are great PR guys for themselves and people think they're great guys when they're really not. And again, I won't go into names, but um, I, I just think it's really hard. I, I think it's hard for, it was hard for me as a reporter and I think it's, almost impossible for fans to really know you know who the good guys are but I I would if I had to bet on a guy I would say Don Kelly's is a good guy yeah that's pretty good
0: so uh, what press box has the best food
2: what press box has the best food I'm going to miss somebody when you do this to me on short notice. You're supposed to give me questions in advance. <laughs> Kansas, Kansas City, this is going to sound crazy. When you're on the road and you generally eat whatever you want, a lot of times you don't find yourself eating well. Hmm. You know, because it's the company card, so the cheesecake is free, if you know what I mean. Um, but Kansas City has a – they had good food, but they had a great salad bar. Um, that's going to sound nuts, but they had a great salad bar. Um, San Diego, I was only there for – I don't know, one series. But I remember San Diego having fantastic food when I was there. But now it's it's been a while, so I really would have to think about that. Um,
1: the salad bar makes sense because you're eating at restaurants all the time or eating like trash, like fast food, and you see something kind of fresh and you're like, well, oh, I, you know, well, this doesn't like, look like it's going to disease me. This looks pretty when, good.
2: Yeah. When you're in Kansas City, it's I don't understand how barbecue has to be big, so big in Kansas City because nothing says – Let's go out and eat fatty pork like 106 degree temperature. Oh.
1: Like Kansas. is it true that it's like always hot there? So
2: Kansas Listen to me. I, I don't speak definitively very often. The world is full of gray in my life, okay? But I can tell you that Kansas City is the hottest place on earth. I, I can't believe how hot it is in Kansas City. I, it's unbelievable. Like, there's no water for the air to blow over and cool off out there in the Plain States, I guess. It's miserable in July and August. So you're in Kansas City. It's 100 degrees. You, 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 uh, you only get so many chances to eat Kansas City barbecue, so you do it because you're there. Yeah. So when you're at the ballpark, yeah, salad with some good toppings and a lot of choices. Yeah, salad bar is pretty good there. I can't believe we've got like five minutes out of the salad bar in Kansas City. Um, but I'm trying to think of other places. I'm really racking my brain. But give me some time. I'll, I'll figure it out.
1: It's just me and Jordan's time. It's not worth a lot. I mean, <laughs> you're not, you can't waste something that doesn't really have a lot of intrinsic value. Fair enough.
0: I think I'm out of questions, Eric. Do you have any?
1: Um, so... Uh, I'm trying to think. Okay, I have one question. Um, tell me about uh, the wrestling that you do with fans who tried who during your beat writing career who've tried to interact with you. Um, is it just all vitriol and hatred, and you're an idiot? Do you get some affirmation, and how do you deal with the the M Live commenters of the world?
2: Um. I think I've had some time away from it now. So maybe I can be more clear about it or maybe not. Maybe it'll be worse. It's like the rest of the world. Like you hear from, you tend to hear from the extremes these days, right? Yeah. Right. Like on on social media, you tend to hear from the extremes and it, it it did get tiring on a day-to-day basis. Like it wasn't just the days the Tigers lost it was the, any day the Tigers were trailing, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. they would fall behind two, nothing in the first inning. And you would hear about it until they took the lead. And, and I, I don't, I, I can sincerely say that I just didn't care who won the game. Right. I know that's hard for people to believe, but it's, it's my job. And, it, and I think if you do that job, it's impossible to have a rooting interest after a while because you just, you you know, the players and it just, it, it's a job. So it didn't get on me from that, but just, just to have negative feedback constantly did get tiring. I'm not going to lie. With that yeah. said, like I, when I posted on Twitter that I was leaving the beat, I got so much positive feedback and it was so nice to hear from so many people that said, hey, we're going to miss you. Hey, we really enjoyed your work or whatever. Like, I think it's like anything else. This is going to be, I'm going off on another tangent that's going to put you guys to sleep. Like you always, you always hear about the negative. Like when I took that job, this is going to sound corny. When I took that job, I said, I'm going to have some problems on the road. But before I take this job, I'm going to send more complimentary emails for the service I get than complaints. Like, I don't want to be that guy. That's always that, that twice a year is saying to Marriott, you know, I'd right. allow guy next to me or my room stunk or whatever. Like I want them, like I want to, to give positive feedback. And I actually over five years time sent more positive emails to restaurants or, it, it, this is just a handful of things, but I never wanted to be the guy who's like, I'm only going to send an email when I'm complaining. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I the, the positive feedback was there. Um but it it I will say in, in the age of social media, like if a fan watches fifty games a year and complains twenty times, there's a hundred and forty games that he's not complaining to me on social media, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with however many thousands of followers, you know, you're constantly dealing with that. And it it, it not gonna lie it does get a little tiring after a while um but but there was always there was there was always good feedback and and overall i mean i'm I'm in social media now like i made the change from journalism to being in social media full-time i clearly don't hate it i like the interaction i think i think interacting on social media was something that i did pretty well and i really enjoyed it and that's kind of why i wanted to do what i'm doing today you know um so i i i did enjoy it um i i I love the back and forth on twitter talk like I, if people aren't familiar with that, I wrote it every Friday and basically took questions from people on Twitter and answered them you know often sarcastically, but <laughs> tried to give them tried to give them real information mixed in with sarcasm and cool music videos but i like that was my favorite thing to do every week because i I did enjoy that interaction you know I like the back and forth um I like giving people answers that they were seeking and generally if if people ask me a question, you know if one person sent me a question, I assume you know a lot more. People than that have that same question. Yeah. Just that's kind yeah. of the way it works. So I, I really did enjoy that part of it overall. Um, there were some days, to be honest, when you are on the road and you are exhausted and you just want to get home. Where sometimes you were just like, you know what, I am going to take a couple hours off Twitter.
1: <laughs> Smart, cleanse <laughs> like I'm my soul.
2: I am just, I am just, just, just going to give myself a little break here. Yeah, so, that's, healthy. But it, that's healthy. It's a different. I'll tell you, it's a different job than it used to be because with with social media, like it's just it's really hard to ever, you're never really off. You know, yeah, you just exactly. kind of on twenty four seven. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today.
0: All right, cool. Eric, are you ready to move to power rankings?
1: Yes, power rankings, Chris. This is what we do every week, our standard feature, and that is I rank powerfully something random. And today I have for you and your enjoyment pies. You know, nice.
2: Eric, I'm a little disappointed. I'm not well, lie. just a little? Hey, <clears throat> no, I'm really disappointed. Oh, okay. shoot! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you knew I was coming on, right? Yeah, yeah. You couldn't do like pastries. Away. Oh, good God! What? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> cool alternative, obscure alternative bands? Why? Well, I, I don't like, know if I could come up with ten <laughs> concerts. Concerts I'd like to go to, Chris, with.
1: Yeah, well, I gotta stick to my area of expertise, and that's usually around food okay.
2: <laughs> and eating. If you guys aren't throwing me off, I'm gonna inter- I'm gonna interject some comments into your pie rankings because I'm sure they're yeah. terrible. <laughs> so, so go ahead. You just prejudged
1: my power rankings. You haven't even heard the first one yet.
2: I, n- oh, I know you. I, I would prejudge <laughs> all your power rankings.
1: Okay. So go yeah. Ahead.
2: All right. Fine. Top
1: seven in the bottom three pies. Starting at number why seven and three? Because that adds up to ten. I don't know. Don't you know? You know the number seven is the number of of completion and perfection in the Hebrew world. Do you? How many days of creation? Well, there's seven. You know. Uh, So just go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You don't ask. All right, here we go. Number seven is. Key lime pie. Key lime pie.
2: <laughs> you're wrong already.
1: You're Number. Totally, it's not. It's not towards the top. It's, it's under seven. Key lime pie. But go ahead. Okay. Now, if you're in Kansas City, say on a hot day, you're not going to want some hot pie. No, you want something cool and refreshing. And key lime is kind of interesting. it's slightly superior to the the lemon meringue pie. The lemon meringue pie makes up and you know it has a lot of showiness but it doesn't have quite the interest I feel like a key lime pie
2: that's number seven <laughs> I don't <laughs> you read that like a late night infomercial <laughs> the, the reading of that, the reading of that was awesome by the way, key lime pie I don't do they grow limes in Kansas City Did I miss something? Isn't key lime pie kind of a southern what, thing?
1: They, they import them from Florida. I don't know. All right. I'm just All right, going go ahead. Go them. ahead to number six. Right. Number six. Number six is a meat pie. <laughs> a meat pie. Now you could have like a chicken pot pie. Or like when you go to Europe, you know, in England, they have like meat pies. And I'm not talking about the frozen ones, because I had those as a kid and I hated those because they had peas in it. And I hated peas. But now, you know, you get like a nice chicken pot pie. It's pretty good. It's a whole like category of pies. Meat pie. You know, when you go to England, they sell them like as concession food. Mm-hmm. Like you go to a, a football match and you're getting a a beer and a pie. So I mean that's good. A whole continent likes them. Or
2: at least a an island. <laughs> a I don't meat know. pie. A meat pie isn't a pie, so I I don't well, think it's, it be it's got it. a go crust ahead. around it. Is a pizza a pie? You no, because it's not crust pie. around it. What about a stuffed pizza? Mm. Is a pasty a pie or does that fall into your meat pie category?
1: Yeah, a pasty's totally a meat pie. It's not shaped like a pie, though.
2: All right, go ahead.
0: <laughs> you didn't know we were getting it's so deep tonight, did you?
1: I don't know. Maybe that's the definition. All right. Anyway, number five is like mud pie. So this would be like chocolate mousse and whipped cream and stuff. And you make a pie. It's mud pie. You know, they have like stick Snicker pies. These are all kind of in this category. It's chocolatey. It's fluffy. It's good. That's number five. Number four is a, is an all-time classic, and that is pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie is kind of special because it's kind of those it's one of those once a year foods. You're not crushing pumpkin pie, you know, for fourth of July. Your grandma's making it for Thanksgiving, and you have joy on your face because it's Thanksgiving and you're almost done dealing with your family and you're eating pumpkin pie is number four.
2: Once a year is too many. Go ahead.
1: Do you like pumpkin pie? Do you
0: have, uh, not do, a big fan. Do you worry you're just giving in to big pumpkin when you eat
1: that? <laughs> to <a> big pumpkin? <laughs> Libby? Has Libby is in our, our pocket? Is that what wow. you're saying? Come on. That's pumpkin the, pie is good.
2: It makes squash, you happy. Squash pie. Go ahead. It's...
1: All right, the consistency is a little custardy. It's a little
2: gelatinous,
1: okay? Is that what you want? It's still good. All right, number three is coconut cream pie. Coconut cream pie is a showy pie. You see it behind the glass, and it's tall. You know, it's got that poofy top and, like, the little wisps of coconut. And I like coconut. Coconut is a good flavor. Bring me some coconut cream pie. That's number three.
2: Coconut. This is showy pie.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's got a big, you know, it's like a frothy head on a beer. You know, it's kind of tall. It's got that cool. Go creamy ahead. top. All right. Number two is cherry pie. Ugh. Cherry pie is, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good. Food. <clears throat> it's got that blend of kind of tartness and sweetness. It goes good with the crust. And, of course, with cherry pie, you got to have ice cream. An ice cream with cherry pie, a slightly warm cherry pie, is one of life's great pleasures. I like cherry pie.
2: Cherry pies, garbage.
1: Cherry pie. God, you guys are all. Oh lame. no! I na- I said you nailed it. Oh. oh yeah, thank you. All right, number one, uh, we'll let Chris guess because he's <laughs> he's the guest. What is the number
2: one pie? You've left two spots for for apple and blueberry, yet you managed to get mud and pumpkin on the all list. Right. So I'm baffled. I'm assuming you're going to say apple. But yeah,
1: absolutely it's apple right it's American as apple pie Americans love apples you gotta um, I prefer the Dutch apple pie because I'm enormous and Dutch and live on the <laughs> west side of the state so we eat Dutch things and Dutch apple pie is doesn't have the crust on the top it's got crumbles and the sugary crumbles are delicious get yourself some Dutch apple pie a lot of Hudsonville ice cream and your mouth will be thanking me it's a party I love, I love apple pie. Blueberry is, is an honorable mention pie. Mm. All right. That's the top. That's number one, apple pie. Can't it can't be anything else. All right. The bottom, the bottom three, the bottom three. Third from the worst is pecan pie or pecan pie, depending on where you live and how you pronounce it, whatever. It's nut pie. And why are we putting nuts in pie? Nuts can have perfectly good desserts all on their own without invading a pie, right? And why pecans, right? Why are we not having cashew pie or pistachio
2: pie? Hmm. That's what I'm. Listen, that's a good question. uh, I like pecan pie, and I'm. I think there should be more nut pies. Frankly, (laughs) I'm all in. I would. I am going to go upstairs (laughs) after we're done to make a a a cashew pie, and I'm going to try out because that sounds good.
1: You're going to take over the world. It's going to, you know, it's going to have a nut pie
2: empire. I can't believe you hate pecan pie, but go ahead.
1: I don't hate it. It's third from the worst. There are two more that I hate more. Trust
2: yeah.
1: me. All right. Number two is strawberry pie. Because strawberry pie, you get like the big chunks of strawberry, and then interspersed, like holding it together, is like this gelatinous ooze mess, like binding this together. Like, I like strawberries, but a pie is no home for strawberries. If you're going to have strawberry dessert, it's got to be shortcake. There you go. Come on. Get your life together, dessert makers. You can't have ice cream with strawberry pie. That'd be stupid. No. Strawberry pie is trash.
0: Give yeah, it next to the strawberry pie. I yeah. agree. Trash.
1: All right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. The number one, and it's not even close. This is far and away the worst. This is like the Delman Young of pies. It's awful. It's not nice to anybody. Nobody wants it around. All right. Do you have a guess? Humble pie. Humble. Uh, it's clever, but no. It's a real, unfortunately, pie.
2: Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. I, I want to try to guess this. All right. Is there is there a peach pie? Does peach uh, pie exist? That's... Yeah,
1: I, I like peach pie. That's an honorable it's, mention. It's it, sounds
2: kinda, it sounds kind of gross to me. All right, I'll quit. Go ahead. Yeah, all right.
1: The worst pie is rhubarb oh, pie. Good call. Rhubarb pie is straight trash. And let me tell you something. Like, I am a colorblind man. I'm a colorblind American, okay? And now when I'm approaching um, some dessert options, say, at a potluck or something, you know, I might pick up what, I, what appears to be a delicious slice of apple pie, Not noticing that underneath is a slightly different colored substance that is bitter and awful and nasty and is certainly not apple. Like rhubarb, what even the heck is rhubarb? It's like some root of a vegetable. Why are we putting roots of vegetables in pie? It's bitter. It's nasty. It's deceptive. Boo, rhubarb is the worst pie. It's not even close.
2: Do you, do you guys ever? Do you guys read Calvin and Hobbes a million years ago? Yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember when Calvin and Hobbes wrote the book report about bats being the bugs, <laughs> like the bug scourge of the world, and everybody else? bats aren't bugs? Rhubarb is not a root, dude. What is it? What <laughs> the fuck is a, a rhubarb? It's a, it's a stem. Didn't I say stem? You no. said root. Okay. Oh. It's a stem of a plant, but I, I agree. Any plant that if you accidentally eat the wrong part will kill you, you shouldn't make a pie out of. Is that true That's- about rhubarb? If you eat the leaves, like, yeah, you're in, you're in, you're in, a, you're in bad shape. You wow. know so what? Yeah. If
1: I have some rhubarb pie, I'm just going right for the leaves then because I don't want to experience it anymore. Just, just, end, it. Make this just end
2: it. Yeah, Ed- Edit this out if I'm wrong about rhubarb leaves, but I swear, <laughs> that, it, I, I swear that they will send to the emergency room. Yeah. Uh,
0: we'll have to send it through our fact checkers before I post it.
1: Yeah, we have a <laughs> <yeah>. very thorough <laughs> vetting a, process. A,
2: a team, I'm sure. Uh,
1: yeah. Anyway, rhubarb is trash. Don't eat rhubarb pie. That's Power Rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos.
0: So, Eric, are you ready for another edition of things that I saw on the side <laughs> of the road while running? Yeah, of course. Okay, so um, once again, Chris, we do this most weeks, things that I see on the side of the road when I'm running. It's pretty straightforward. Um, so today, I was out on my run, um, and I ran past this old dude that was, like, out getting his mail. Um, have either of you guys seen, like, Duck Dynasty? Or at a least a little bit. the The old uncle. Can you kind of picture what he looks like? Yeah. So I go by him, and he like motions to me that he's like offering me the contents of his mail. You know, like kind of classic old man humor. And I'm like, okay. So I like kind of you know give him the Haha, that's funny, and you know motion like no, because I don't I don't want to take my earbuds out. So I'm just like motioning <laughs> no, and. He like shoots me this look that I'm like nuts for declining. He's like shooting me daggers for the next, you know, like three seconds as I continue to run to get by him. And obviously I spent like the next ten minutes of my life trying to figure out like what just happened and I still have nothing. So
1: have you seen this neighbor before? Is um, this just like a random it's, thing?
0: It's not an it's not like my neighbor per se. I run quite a long distance so oh it was, sure it was, <laughs> yeah not, not to brag but um it was quite a while a ways from from my house i run by there all the time but i haven't necessarily seen him out there and needless to say next time if i do see him i'll you know burn his house to the ground or something
1: yeah that's maybe that's Seem- <laughs> seems reasonable <laughs> you know Do you think that was like he was trying to make a joke or something like, you know, like somebody's grilling and you walk past you say, hey, what are we having?
0: I mean, I I, I guess it was wildly uncomfortable. Have
1: have some of my mail. (laughs) I don't get
0: it. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, Eric, this this, once again, this one is specifically for you. Sorry, Chris. I don't know what team you support, Um, but I have a story about you, uh, your beloved manager, Alan Pardew.
1: Do you see this one? well ex ex manager
0: yeah well eh, once a manager always a manager um apparently parts uh was was talking about american football you know like with the nfl being in london and stuff yeah and he said american football is and i quote almost a foreign game yes
1: (laughs) it's got american like right in its name when they say it man how did you guys
0: how did you guys let him go
1: Dude, Rafa is so good compared to him. Oh, party was straight trash.
0: He also is managing in a slightly less um good league. So not not laugh too. it up. <laughs> laugh it up.
1: Hey, uh, they they won today 6-0, as oh, they as the Euro say. They do say that. Crushing that League Cup. Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: um and I have one more recommendation for any listener that's you know, hung with us this long. Um there is an oral history of baseball on Seinfeld article um by Rob Nayer. It's on. I don't know what site it's on, so that doesn't really help you. But it is absolutely brilliant. Um, good, good job. <laughs> I'm sure you can Google baseball on Seinfeld, and it would come up. Um, but you—that's you, right
1: in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was. It was really good. As many of you know, I'm big into Seinfeld, and also I have a passing interest in baseball. So, um, yeah. Any any other stories before we get out?
1: Um, Chris, tell us where to find you. Tell us uh, um, what you're up to and what you're what you're promoting.
2: Um, I'd like to promote my new album, which is dropping on Tuesday. That was really, that was really a That's weird meeting. Um, you, you can find me if you want to. Uh, uh, my website for my new business is social-sound.com. You can also find me on Twitter and Facebook. It's uh, at socialsnd. You can also find me at my Twitter account, chris underscore which I generally don't use very much because I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with it anymore. Um, I'll take recommendations if you'd like to uh, send me some there about what you would like to do. Um, And you can find me at a tiny concert venue near you at some point in the next, you know, 6 to 12 months. Just
1: looking for hot salad bar takes.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was a hot take. Yeah, awesome.
1: Thanks for coming, Chris. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. As
2: far
0: as, as far as we go, the show is at podcastianos.com. I'm Jordan Hall, 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at podcastianos. Um, just like Eric said, thanks again for, for coming on the show, Chris. We appreciate uh, an hour or so of your time and the, uh, all, all of the insight and the, and the regaling us with stories. It was, it was fun.
2: Thanks for having me guys. Appreciate it.
0: Um, Eric, anything else to say to the people before we head out for an indefinite amount of time? No. (laughs) That being said. We will catch you guys later, and eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up.
1: Goodbye.